0: The scripture says where two or three are gathered, he's in their midst. And we are more than two or three this morning, so we know yeah. he is surely in our midst. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? It's a privilege to be counted among the living this morning. Yes. Yes. It's a privilege to walk on your own according to this sanctuary this morning. Yeah. And that's what calls, that's what makes you want to just worship. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So with the same heart, yeah. We are worshipping, we are going to just listen shortly to the word of God and we're gonna dive back into prayers. Amen? Amen. This whole month the topic we've been talking about is unity. Hallelujah. Amen. Unity. And I believe Elder Notte eloquently spoke about that. Presiding elder also spoke about that last week. Different aspects. And we will continue to speak about it. Amen. We as humans, sometimes we say we see things better in three dimensions. But our God is multi-dimensions. Hallelujah. He has different ways of revealing himself to us. Amen? Amen. And unity is very important in every facet of our lives because it is actually the core aspect of our calling. Amen? Amen. God demonstrated that himself by presenting himself and revealing himself as a true God. Hallelujah. Amen. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in perfect union. Amen. Amen. You missed that. Hallelujah. Amen. God revealed himself as God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in a perfect unity. Yes, yes. And thus, so if we are emulating that, that means... We also have to pursue unity in every aspect of our lives. In our family life, in our homes, in our workplaces, and in the church. Amen. Amen. Because unity, actually, since we started treating the topic, I realized it is actually very more important than we actually think. Hallelujah. Having unity in a house creates cohesion. Hallelujah. When the mother or when the parents are on the same page, Children being wayward is very rare. But when children start playing the mom against the dad and there's no unity, they become wayward. Hallelujah. Amen. Because mom said you can't do this. Dad all yeah, it's fine. You can do it. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So there'll be lack of unity in the nuclear family. Hallelujah. Amen. And it goes on to work places and it goes on to the church. Hallelujah. Now, Unity working in one being together in one mind and in one heart does not erase your uniqueness as an individual. Amen. Amen. Following a unity, what unity does is unity brings us collectively towards a goal. And whilst we are working towards that goal, that does not erase you as an individual or your personality or your expertise as an individual out of the equation. Mm. All this comes in play to form a union. Hallelujah. Amen. And unity is very, very important as the scriptures tell us. So our reference scripture for the topic is Psalm 133 the Psalm 133 Okay, it's projected. So So a song of essence of David Is that it? I don't think that's is it. Is that it? Okay. A song of David how good okay, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Hallelujah. live together in unity. It is like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. um, It is as if the dew of heaven were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessings. Amen. So, unity brings God's blessings. That's number one. Number two, the psalmist, in a sense, I was looking at the scripture and something dawned on me. So, unity is just an abstract concept or idea. But the psalmist took this and painted a vivid picture of what unity should look like. Amen? And at the end of the paintings, it's beautiful. Hallelujah. Now we see today, we see young men everywhere growing beard. Amen. Yeah. Everybody's growing beard now. So, <laughs> but now those days, Aaron's beard, gray beard, gray hair, anointed oh, with oil, flowing, yeah. slick, shining. This this is the this is a painting that some is trying to paint of unity. Hallelujah. Now, it's beautiful. And then he towards the end, he said it brings. blessings of God. Amen? Okay. So unity as a cohen will have two sides because when Aaron is dressed that way, anointed with the oil, and he steps into the temple to perform his duties, he commands authority, he commands power, and he gets everybody's attention. Amen? Amen? So unity is not just this sleek, beautiful, delicate thing but it is also powerful. That's the two signs of unity. So, when anyone steps out, he's commanding authority. So, unity has two sides, beautiful and powerful. Amen. So, can you, so, imagine wielding that sort of power. Being elegant, being beautiful, and having the authority and power. Amen. That's what unity brings it. But, so let's go on. So, so unity is what sometimes we underestimate and look at as if, okay, it's something we can leave, we can take or leave. But when we look at the scriptures carefully, unity is something we miss in every aspect of our lives, and we cannot take or leave. It has, we have to work on it. And like the scriptures describe Unity is beautiful, but everything that's beautiful requires work. Amen. It's like a beautiful garden in a neighbor's yard or in a neighbor's front yard. When you drive by, you look at it, it's beautiful, it's blooming, blossoming flowers. But it took a lot of work to get you to that level. Amen. Amen. Unity in a church, we can say, Yeah, yeah, let's all be together, let's all get together, let's be un- let's love one another. It's easier said than that it requires work sometimes along the way, whilst we are trying to forge unity in the family, in the nuclear family level with the family, there are people who are not going to be cooperative, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people when you stretch your hands out, they smack it out of the way. Hallelujah. It takes work to form a perfect unity, no matter where you are, whether it's the home, the workplace, school, or a church. Hallelujah. So I just want to bring it to our attention this morning. Yeah, we can read the scriptures. Yeah, we are going to, be, are going to have unity. We are going to love one another. But it requires some work. Amen. No matter what level it is, to forge unity, to create uh, some sort of a union and have everybody work together towards a goal requires work. Amen. So, when you are at work, like those co-workers who you all have a project together you're working on a project and as the project's getting to an end they start giving their individual reports to the boss so they get credit for it hallelujah how do you form a union with somebody how do you remain un- uh, unified with somebody like that but it takes work you know you just have to keep working at it you might fail at, at times but you have to keep working at it because they say unity being bind together in one heart and one mind takes work. So sometimes you have to work on the heart first. You have to work on winning the heart first and then move on to winning the minds. Hallelujah. And in so doing, no matter where we are, we can reflect the love, the kindness, and the goodness of God. Amen. So the traditional definition of unity is being united or joined as a whole. So that means I am not complete, I am not whole without my neighbor or my family member or my neighbor sitting next to me in the church. We need one another. You know, that's where we always miss it. That we, you know, once you understand we are in the same boat together, we need one another. It makes forging unity easier. Hallelujah. And I also, whilst I'm reading to uh, speak this morning, I was wondering, I said, why is it that the most violent place you find on earth where people turn against each other instead of working together is in prisons? Society said, okay, you guys are offenders. We put you in one place. You guys are in one place. They have guards watching over you. And you realize prison life is even much harder because." they've divided each other into gangs. You can come here, you can go here, and a fellow prisoner can attack you in prison. Instead of helping one another go through the process. Hallelujah. Instead of, you know, okay, society have canceled you guys, put you guys somewhere. So instead of, Banging together, working together, helping one another carry the load to get through the process, they actually attack and fight each other. And that's what makes prison life even much difficult. Hallelujah. Can you imagine uh, prisoners getting all together and helping one another and actually banging together against the guards and, uh, and society? We can control them. Hallelujah. But because there is vision in prison, we can keep them there. Amen. There was a story of this guy who runs a a mental asylum. And uh, he only had one guard at the gate. So somebody who visited asked him, why do you have only one guard and all these people, uh, mental ill people in the place? Don't you think one day they will bind together and attack the guard and run out? He said, no, that will never happen. The person said, why? He said, because insane people don't know how to band together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. That's why we only need one security. Hallelujah. <laughs> because they don't know how to unite. They don't know how to put themselves together to fight for one cause. Amen. So in order to improve our family lives, in order to achieve certain goals at work or in a church, we need unity. Amen. And unity requires you to Know that you need somebody else. Amen? That is what, one of the ingredients we tend to overlook when we are calling for unity. So God, God called us from various backgrounds, different socioeconomic standings, educational levels. But our, kingdom, our calling into this kingdom was based on one love and one grace. Hallelujah. The grace that saved the guy with a multi-million business, it's not different from the grace that saved the person who has nothing. Amen? Amen? This is how God himself actually began to level the playing field. Amen? The grace and the love that God showed to the world, he said to the world, there isn't the difference between, the grace that God will show to a Hollywood celebrity versus a homeless guy on the street is going to be the same grace, same love. Amen. That's where the pain field levels. And we see that even as far as into death, when a poor person dies, the grave is the same length, the same depth. Hallelujah. When a rich person dies, regardless of what, how much the casket costs, it goes into the same length, same grave. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? Amen. Did anybody see anybody ever see a rich person having a maybe a grave digger? I mean, dig much longer than the average standard grave length. I don't think it happens. Hallelujah. It's the same. Maybe the rich person's family might want to build a mausoleum over it but it's the same strength, the same length, same depth. Amen. 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 That's how God leveled the playing field. So we can all be seen as equals in his sight. Women, men, youth, rich, poor. We are all redeemed by his love for his glory. Amen? Amen. So this is the basis of our calling. So divisions and hierarchies are not important to our growth as a body of Christ, or to thrive in our family lives and workplaces. Unity is a beautiful thing, and the beautiful things don't come easy, amen? So it falls on all of us to constantly foster unity with our families, coworkers, and fellow church members. And like I said, Trying to foster this unity with the family members sometimes, it's not, it doesn't come easy. It requires some work because no matter how you turn it, they will flip it the other way around. Amen? For example, when you're in school and you find a very good study partner who works hard as you do, it makes the course work a little easier. And the students know that. We all know that. When you find a course, uh, a study body that is very good, which, who is also wanting to pass their classes, your coursework becomes easy, and that's unity. Amen? <clears throat> but also, in life, when you find a life partner who shares the same views and goals as you do, all other, all the other differences doesn't hold you back. Life burdens become a little lighter because there is unity, amen? So, I am not saying that when there is unity, you are going to see eye to eye with everybody in that union. Or if there is unity, you are going to see eye to eye on every topic or subject with your significant other. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when there is unity, the most important things, the most important goals that you guys share together are easy to work on, number one. And number two, the other things that are insignificant doesn't ruin your forward mobility. Amen? And that's what I am saying. But being united with one mind and one heart is supposed to be, supposed to be much easier than said. However, it is part and parcel of our calling in Christ. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 1 to 6. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Hallelujah. And what is that life? Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another. Hallelujah. That co-worker, that child that don't listen, that partner that just don't want to cooperate. Scripture says we should bear with them. Hallelujah. That's the work part. Amen. Amen. So we should bear with them. And that would be worth our calling. Amen? Amen. Bear bear with one another in love. Make every effort, another work part, work. Making an effort is work make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace there is one body one and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called one lord one faith one baptism one god one father for all who is over and and who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. So not just the home, not just the church. Some of us, we only see unity at church. Everywhere else, is fire. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But unity is not limited to just the church. But it's limited. It's, it's a through all, in all. So our home life, our work life, our school life, church life, the scripture, our calling requires that we forge, fight, work towards unity. Amen. Amen? Amen. Are you here? Our calling requires that we work towards unity. Amen? And so it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be an overnight um, venture. It takes time, hallelujah, and it's part and parcel of our calling, amen? So it falls on all of us to so constantly foster unity with our families, coworkers, and fellow church members. For example, but, okay, so here, when you find a life partner, again, let me repeat that part. And you guys have those common goals that you work towards. It makes life easier. And I believe those who have been married at La Norte, most people who have been married for years, know that, <laughs> know that you are not going to agree on every single thing. You are not going to see eye to eye on every subject. But the most important thing that your heart and mind agree on, which are very important, makes it easier to forge unity. Amen? Amen. So there are, I noticed a couple of things, basic things that will help us work and forge unity wherever we are. And first of those things on the list is trust. Hallelujah? Amen. To forge unity because, listen, I cannot be sitting down planning anything with you Agree with you or trying to understand where you are coming from, even if I don't trust that, if I don't trust you, hallelujah. If I don't trust you meant well, if I don't trust you, you even understand what we are talking about on the subject, then we, we are not going to get anywhere, you know? So, one, you need that trust, two, humility, and three, mutual respect. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. I need to trust you that you meant well and we are all on the same page and in the same boat and we are working towards the same ideas and the same results. That's number 1 I need to wait. I need to trust you. 2 I should be humble enough to hear you out to even know where you are coming from. Hallelujah. Because sometimes there are people who, who have great ideas but you never spoke to them so you don't know hallelujah there are people I meet at work and the way they look the way they are demeaned I just think okay this boy he's probably an arrogant individual I'm not even going to speak to them or sometimes I speak once hey good morning and the way they respond I don't speak again until one day they call and say oh this person needs to be trained can you meet them in a training and I start I realize, oh my goodness, the outward appearance and the way they presented themselves is completely different from the person I'm speaking to. Amen. Amen. So that's where, I mean, that's where the aspect comes from where, you know what, we need to be humble sometimes, you know, and just hear somebody out. Be humble sometimes and just, you know, listen to somebody. Because sometimes we are quick to write people off. And especially we Christians do it a lot because, oh, that, those people are sinners oh, he's a sinner, he's going to hell. We send people to hell more than the devil to hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. You know, we just see the outward behavior, we speak to the person once or probably ever, never spoke to them, and we write them off, they are hell bound, they are sinners, end of story. Amen. Amen. That's not worthy of our calling. Amen. Amen. So, we should be humble enough to sometimes talk to people, them out, know where they are coming from. And that's how we can form unity in our workplace, in our schools. Because sometimes, it's easy to let people off a down and It's like you really don't know the person, you don't know where they are coming from, but you're not open to work with them or even hear them out. Amen. It happens in the church. People walk in, and we see them, and we look the other way, and we never speak. we after church. We just walk out. No, we don't walk up to them and say, hey, how are you, brother? Nice meeting you. Where well, where are you coming from? Hallelujah. We just see the way they dress. They have maybe dreadlocks, maybe the way the dress did suit what we think belongs to church, and we stay clear. Amen. Amen. That is not what our calling is about. Amen. Amen. So humility. So three three of those ingredients will be one trust. trust, in the person that they meant well, two, humility. And finally, the third on the list is mutual respect. Hallelujah. Mutual respect. You cannot form unity or have a union with somebody you don't respect. Hallelujah. You cannot see eye to eye or brainstorm and agree on something if you people sitting at the table don't have mutual respect for each other. Hallelujah. There has to be some sort of mutual respect amongst us towards our fellow church members, towards our fellow students, towards our fellow co-workers at work. Just because maybe uh, I have a couple of degrees and you don't have one doesn't mean you don't have any good ideas or I should not have that mutual respect for you. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? Just because you have a title doesn't mean you should look down on the next person and not have any mutual respect or humility to hear them out. Amen? 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 Amen. So we should have the mutual respect and admiration for each other to form a united front in the battles we take on. Our unity and bonds will be stronger when we can see the value in one another. Amen? When you can see the value in one another, your bonds will be stronger. And as the scripture describes As all as different parts of one body with different function. So as the head cannot look down on the foot or the eyes thinking they play a more important role than the ears, we are all different parts in one body. Hallelujah. So you might probably think where God has placed you. Your perch right there makes you more important than somebody else. But I can guarantee you, if you ever clip your little toe on something, you know how painful it is. Your whole body shouts down. Hallelujah. And that's a small little toe down there that you really don't regard. You really don't look at it that much. Hallelujah. But if you ever hurt that little toe, your whole, you, you find somewhere to sit down. Your whole body shouts down. Hallelujah. And it's just that small little toe. Amen? Amen. So, wherever God plays you, Amen. whatever pitch you have, have that mutual respect for the other parts of the body. Amen? Amen. Because we are all different parts in one body and we play, we all have different functions, we play different roles that are all important to the body. Amen. Amen. I heard uh, somebody say something once. They said, Nobody knows what the appendix does. Hallelujah. Nobody can definitively tell the, the heart is pumping, the other organs such as the kidney, everybody's working, but nobody really knows what the appendix, the appendix does, but wait till the appendix is ready to burst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, the heart could have said, listen, I do all the work, I pump every second. What do you do? The liver and everybody could say what they do but nobody really can say definitively what the appendix does but that organ when it's ready to go it causes problems, amen amen, amen. amen. and sad so that's how some of our family members are, you really don't see their value, you really don't see what they do, but let me tell you when they decide to cause trouble, they cause trouble amen, <laughs> amen. that's just how some people are at our workplaces But like this guy is lazy I don't even know what he does. Or why does he still have a job? But let me tell you, when they decide to cause trouble, they will cause trouble. Amen. So we should have the mutual respect for everybody around us. Amen. Even though if we don't know their importance or how important they are to our everyday life. As long as God's play, God plays them in your life, in your vicinity, have respect for them. Hallelujah. And that helps us forge unity. Amen. Amen? Amen. So, as, as, so whatever you, whatever you find yourself doing for work, do it diligently because God, God placed you at that job for a purpose. Whatever you find yourself doing in the church, please do it to the best of your ability because we are called by the same God, saved by the same grace, To foster unity and project the love of God wherever we find ourselves. Amen. All of us. Mm -hmm. So if what you do best is coming here and cleaning the church, what you are doing is just as important as the person who leads the worship or the person who preaches. Amen. Mm -hmm. Your role is just as important as the person who plays the instrument. Now, another side of uh, unity. We have mm, different instruments here. They all play differently. Hallelujah. But when these guys put their mind to playing in cohesion to enhance the music, we get good sound. Amen. 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 Even though they, they are different instruments, when there is cohesion, when there is unity, we get good results. Now, if the organist dis- decides to play something on his own and don't wanna follow and listen to the bassist, and the drummer wants to play something on his own, we are going to have chaos. Amen? Amen? Now, if the two of the instruments are playing very well to their ability, and the one we think is the least of them decide to play rubbish, <laughs> we are going to have problems on our hands, hallelujah. So that's the reason why it is very important that in the price of forming unity, we should look at even the least amongst us or those who we think are so unimportant and give everybody that mutual respect. Amen. Amen. So we we'll look at another <clears throat> example. So no, do not exclude or look down on yourself or your abilities you are also a part of the body. So today, if you, anytime they say, oh, we are raising funds for church, you say, well, you know, I don't make that much money. I mean, let, let them do it. Don't ask. Whatever you can do, whatever God places in your hand, whatever, whatever it is that you can do, just do it to the best of your ability. Amen. So let's look at another example of unity. Genesis chapter 11 the verse 1 to 9. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, that's a beginning of unity. Come, let's, let's make a brick and bake them thoroughly. They used a brick instead of stones and a tar of, for mortar then they said come let us build ourselves a city with a tower hallelujah so one they trusted each other two they respected each other and knowing that everybody is able to play a role and a part and they call everybody to undertake this project amen, amen. a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves That's where they got it wrong. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It wasn't to honor God. (laughs) It wasn't to glorify God. It's to make a name for themselves. And that's where they got it wrong. But they got everything right up to that point. Amen. One, they respect everybody in the community. Two, they were able to speak to each other. Hallelujah. If I don't trust you, I don't speak to you. If I don't respect you, I don't speak to you. Hallelujah. If I don't think you have anything to offer, I don't reason with you to see what you have to offer. Hallelujah. So when I'm brainstorming, or when you are brainstorming, you don't have a seat at the table because we don't think you have anything to offer. But they got all those three aspects right. Everybody chipped in. Everybody was together. Hallelujah. But until they got to this point where they decided, well, they are going to make a name for themselves. Amen. Amen? Amen? Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city. When there is unity, God comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When there is unity in the household, in the family, God comes. Amen? Amen. When there is unity at the church, God descends. Amen? Amen? So they form this unity, and the scripture says, God him, hallelujah, Amen. and the tower that people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Hallelujah. So, children, if you guys listen to the, I mean, to your parents. If the whole family put their mind to do something, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. In the church, whatever we put our minds together to do, even as God himself rightfully noted, when people get together and there is unity, there is nothing you plan to do or nothing you decide to do that you cannot do. Amen. So, God, so now this God speaking. Come, let us go down and confuse your language so they will not understand each other. Hallelujah. And that is the first line of attack the devil brings into our families and into our households. The first line of attack is we stop understanding each other. Hallelujah. We, stop, we begin speaking past each other. We begin to write each other off. Oh, you're in the same way. Well, what you are saying doesn't make any sense, so I'm not even going to listen. Hallelujah. That's the beginning of when unity starts falling apart. Amen. So, God Himself said, We are going to confuse them so they will stop, they will stop understanding each other. So, when it gets to that point and you catch yourself not understanding somebody, you know. The devil has reached in between that union and things are going to start falling apart. Hallelujah. We need to keep the understanding going. Amen? Amen? Amen. So let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth. Amen? Amen? So another enemy... Unity or being able to accomplish something is not understanding one another. Amen. 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 So please, we should not write each other off. We should not we should try, we should endeavor to work on understanding one another. So it took unity and one mind to accomplish things. And God Himself takes notice when humans are united. May God's Spirit this morning, Amen. which revealed Himself as a Trinity, bind us together and help us seek unity everywhere we go. Amen. Amen. Here I am to worship. Yeah, I am too bad, don't.